Hello and welcome to episode 11 of North Point Plus. Mm. Is this the one where we make a wish or is that 11-11? 11-11. We have a lot of episodes to yeah. go until 11-11. Yeah, so you can make a small wish now. Don't no, no, don't didn't work. Didn't work. Don't tell anyone. Right. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> anyway, or then it won't come true. <laughs> it's the Disney reference. When you wish upon a star, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Something goes. like that. How do you like our new set? How do you like it? You're on camera now. Oh, I am. Hey there. <laughs> um, There's Jake. Yeah, well, I got the red dot. <laughs> all right. Man. We can talk to you directly now. Yeah, we'll be switching between some cameras, and hopefully that makes it a little more engaging for people watching, for the people listening. If we switch too often, just... Listen. Yeah. <laughs> you might say that's yeah, a little too close yeah. to Jake and this Rick right way, now. This is the way we encourage <laughs> people go. just to listen to the podcast. <laughs> we don't want to do the video anymore. Um, for those that are unfamiliar, this is our follow-up podcast. Uh, we do this every Tuesday. Um, we have our gatherings on Sunday where we go through the message, and then we do this podcast just to follow up with you, uh, dig deeper into some questions, engage with each other. It's a lot of fun. We have fun with it. Yeah. I don't know if you have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's at least fun, fun for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm one of your hosts, Mark Adkins. To my left, Jake Howard. To my right, oh, pastor, my pastor, Woo! Rick Rubel. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's catching up. <laughs> I like it. Oh, a Robin Williams cut out with Rick's head on it yeah, in his office. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so we are working through our God's Design series. Uh, we've gone through uh, identity in God's Design. We've gone through maleness and femaleness. And yesterday, uh, well, Sunday, because it comes on a Tuesday. Sunday, uh, Jake, you went through... Church roles, yeah, which was riveting stuff, right? Like that's what everybody <laughs> came stuff. in, yeah. And I want to know about the roles in the church. It's God stuff, so it's good stuff. It's, yeah, absolutely. So give me for for those that may be unfamiliar or they didn't listen, they didn't have a chance to catch up. Give us a uh, a quick summary of church roles. Yeah, so we said uh, there are two roles in the church that we would uh, define. We said that there is the role of elder, which we would also refer to as pastor and overseer. Uh, that's the leadership role of the church. Um, they're the ones who uh, are guardians of the word of God, we would say. They're the ones who uh, formulate the direction for us as a church. Uh, we have five here at North Point. Um, and then the other uh, role that we talked about was that of deacon, and that's the servant role that comes into play. So it's not the, the leadership role necessarily. It's not oversight. Uh, it's more hands and feet getting involved to build up the body and to help spread the gospel out uh, into the community. That's great. I'm going to keep reminding you. You get close to that Dang. microphone. Every time. <laughs> get close to it. People are going to come to me, not to you. I know. <laughs> Jake, talk louder. <laughs> uh, Rick, do you have anything to add to that summary before we dive into questions? Jake was great. He did awesome. terrific. Good stuff. I, the um, the we, We've talked a little bit and just said, in the context of, of talking about roles, that obviously there are a lot, a lot more roles than just elder and deacon, um, but there, there are two places in scripture that talk about ongoing roles that have existed in the church for the last 2,000 years. And um, I thought it was great, great message. Yes, yeah, the way I like to categorize them is those are two umbrellas that yeah. many different roles fit under. Mm -hmm. So yeah. just because you don't have the title of the elder or the deacon doesn't mean like, well, <laughs> I don't have to do anything because right. I'm not a deacon. You, you do. <laughs> it's just yeah. under that umbrella. Yeah. Um, so as we dive into questions, we got a few questions um, that we can circle back to from, from last week. We got a few questions from uh, this past Sunday, and, and one of them is really more for Rick. <laughs> than for Which Jake. is why I'm here, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm just be back here. Uh. <laughs> yes. So one of the questions was, uh, with a topic like this, we're talking about elders um, having authority over the church. Why is Jake the one preaching this message? 
because <laughs> Jake's great. Um, the uh, let me take us. That's a that's a funny question. Um, one of the things that I love about North Point, and um, and when we came eight years ago, this was really one of the charges from the, from the elders to me in coming into my role was to develop a teaching team um, so that there wasn't just one voice that was speaking all the time, and um, and that was like the. You know the the voice of knowledge or the voice <laughs> of God or whatever, and so I I have great confidence in in our teaching team and Jake and and Chris in sharing God's word and um and most every message not every message but most every message um, we have a a ton of interaction about the content of of that message so I didn't have any qualms at all um, I wouldn't uh, I I didn't. There wasn't anything in yes in Sunday's message that that uh, I probably would not have said or would have said differently because uh, we're on the same page. So kudos to Jake. Yeah, I would say uh, just to kind of build on that. Number one, there's one thing you would change, um, and that's that uh, Phoebe. Oh, that's true. Is in uh, Romans, <laughs> corrections, not in Acts. So that would be one little correction to be able to put on there. But, you know, those things happen. Yeah, if you want to check out th that Phoebe reference, it's yeah. Romans 16.1. Yeah, yes. that would have been that would have been better. But I would also say, uh, as far as our teaching team goes, um, the cool part is I know this past week, uh, not only did I spend uh, a lot of time talking amongst our team about this particular right. subject, uh, but it was also with our elders. Like, right. I had a conversation with our elders as well. So this wasn't something by any means that I, I, I had the authority to be rogue and, and do what I wanted to do or that, but it was like we did collaborate on this with with language with direction uh with everything that we were able to do which is cool we do that a lot yeah but specifically this time we were able to do that really well and and i think it's i think it's great to say to you know kind of pull back the curtain and to talk about how we do things that that we really lived out i mean th this series lives out what we talk about in terms of the big rocks and our commitment to scripture the authority of scripture in the unity of believers because all of us, even on the teaching team, wouldn't necessarily land in the exact same place with the exact same words on everything, but but our approach, our understanding, and trying to go back to God's Word to figure out exactly yep. what that means, um, that's, that's where we're going. So it's not, oh, I wrote the message for Jake, and he has yeah. to <laughs> say what I said. Um, it not, not, there's not that sense at all. There's a high level of trust when we go to scripture and then are ch are just checking with each other to make sure am i am i understanding this correctly and um and so uh yeah uh, good stuff yeah and i think that that brings up um something that we had a lot of discussion about as a team is what do we call things because uh, each of us kind of lands in a slightly yeah. different place and that's that's part of what I, I i appreciate the questions coming in is understanding that this is a weird topic to discuss because everyone brings their own baggage yeah. their traditions their interpretations yep. of it and it's really difficult to leave that at the door to go to god's word and just say okay wh what does god say about this and, and one of the discussions that we've had is well what do we call the roles that we have. And yeah. so that's why in the message we talked about this interchangeable term that's used throughout scripture of the elder, overseer, pastor, shepherd, that role, that functionality. What, and so that's one of the questions that I want to get into is, is there a difference between the title and the function and, and how we talk about that? Does that matter? And then I'll, I'll throw that out and let you guys discuss. <laughs> you preached, you go. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Just hit me over there. Well, uh, obviously, the most important thing is that from now on, we refer to Rick as Captain. <laughs> yes. Oh, like, Captain, my pet. Like, like titles. He may not function on a boat or in any capacity, but he Get will be Captain hat. Rick from <laughs> now on. That's got to be a thing. Um, is there a difference in titles and functions? Uh, I would say there's prop. Yes. Um, and, and we can look at different churches and how they do that. The one that pops in my head. Uh, right away is deacons. We don't have a team of deacons. Right. We don't have a deacon board. Other churches do, and that like that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. They're not doing anything yeah. wrong. We're not doing anything wrong because we're functioning in the same manner. Right. It's just using that title or applying it differently. And I think that's as we talked about on Sunday, where the the smaller rocks we have liberties to be able to do that. And I would argue. There was probably a lot of that happening in the first century church as well, mm -hmm. um, because you do things differently based on uh, your region, where you're located, who your leaders are, some of their right. uh, quirks and preferences, or how that may play out as well. So I do think that uh, ingrained there is difference in, in title and there is in functionality as well. Sure. I'd jump in and say God's a, God cares a whole lot more about function than he does title. Yeah, um, Titles, you know, if, uh, when, when I die and I stand before Jesus, and say, oh, I was the lead pastor at North Point Community. Jesus is going to say, so. Here's another uh, jewel yeah, in your crown. Yeah, that, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. The function is what is what matters. And so whether you hold the title of elder or deacon is really immaterial. Um, I, I've said over the years to, to a lot of people that, uh, you know what, you we need you to function as a shepherd. You need to shepherd your life group. You need to shepherd that group of kids that, that is entrusted to you. You need to shepherd your family. Um, and, and it doesn't matter if you get called elder or not. You need to shepherd. God calls you to shepherd those, group that, those people who are entrusted to you. Um, it doesn't matter whether you hold the title of deacon or not. You need to be a servant. You need to, you know, you need to... Uh, Go clean toilets. You need to go work on the property. You need to, you need to um, be involved in the financial stuff. You need mm -hmm. to um, help with benevolence. You need to. It doesn't matter what it is. We need to all serve. The difference is that there's sometimes um, in the church there are places times that come that w that we say, oh, there's this very specific need, and we need to recognize the people who are going to lead in that area. And um, and sometimes it helps to to um, to to give a a name to those people who lead in that function. Sure. And and that's what happened in the New Testament. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's one of the things that's clear in the scripture that we went through yesterday is that God does care and has a design for the structure, mm -hmm. right? The whatever, however you want to phrase the it. The f yeah, the health of what the church yeah. looks like yeah. and how that gets lived out. Um, and so that I, I think leads to. Um, uh, another question, which would be for those that desire to be in that title, not yeah. because of the title, but wh why, uh, you know, let's assume I'm not Mark. I'm someone that just came in off the street and heard the message yesterday. Why is it a good thing or why should I desire to be an elder in the church? Yeah, from, from my perspective, um, I think it comes down to impact on that part of it. You mm -hmm. know, as, as you recognize uh, in that role, I mean, you get to have influence. You get to have impact for th the kingdom. Yeah. You know, and, and it really comes not about, once again, it's not about your title. It's not about yourself. 
Um, and part of the characteristics of being an elder, elder is that servant's heart, right? Right. Because when that comes through, that's when the greatest impact comes. That's when God is able to work and, and do the most. Um, and I think Paul writes so specifically to Timothy and Titus those particular things after, um, you know, even with the deacons and acts and all that. But he writes specifically, and I think it's because those are lessons learned. You know, mm. they've seen people in the church. They've seen yeah. these things. They've seen discord come up or issues from character flaws. And that's why they're saying character is, is the key here to be able to go because God is the one who's going to work. God's going to yep. move. God's going to create the opportunities. God can do whatever he wants to do. Um, but character is where he's going to be able to work through the most. And so um, I think, it, uh, you know, as a man, being able to hear something like that and seeing those character qualities, seeing those things that are there. Man, if, if I'm pursuing Jesus, hmm. I should already be pursuing those things, right? Because the closer I get to right. Jesus, the closer those things are going to reflect in my life. But the opportunity to to impact the lives of people that I love in my church yeah, uh, and the opportunity to spread the gospel message with greater influence outside of the church, man, that's exciting to me. Like yep. that, that should be a desire that wells up inside of me to want to be able to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, one, one more thing. I'm, I'm just, as you were talking, Jake, I was processing, I, I think, you know, scripture's clear in terms of it says if, um, if, a, if a man desires to serve in the role of elder, he desires a great thing. Yeah. Um, that same thing is true of women if you talk about it, if we talk about the function so w- what's the function of an elder it's to help make sure that the body's healthy and safe and growing and, and doing all those things all of us should aspire to that mm-hmm. and and all of us should think i want the body believers that i'm a part of um, to be everything that it can be. And that means that I'm going to shepherd my life group. It means that yep. I'm going to be sharing my faith. I'm doing the work of evangelism. It means that I'm going to be teaching. I'm, I'm going to be do, doing all those things. And the function is what drives all that. Um, if the if the role, if the specific role comes along with it, uh, that's uh, the, the title, that, that's great. But the function is what matters. And so at North Point, we have a process that uh, an elder is appointed for four years. Um, they can serve a second four years, and then they take a year off. Um, what's cool to me here, so I've, I'm in my eighth year at North Point right now, and we have, we have guys who have been in the role of elder that are not on the elder team right now. They're not, they're, they're not wearing the title. They're still elders. They're, they're, yeah. they, they still are shepherding mm. the congregation, the people that are in their lives, and they're still looked to for their wisdom, for their yeah. um, insight. Um, and and they come into the team periodically to, to help bring that in because God designed a plura- plurality of elders. Yeah. Uh, he designed it to, for there to be a plurality. And that function is far more important than the, than the title. Yep. Yeah, that's great. And I think that is a somewhat organic way to lead to the difficult part of the conversation that people tend to have, which is the exclusion of people from that role. And this is where I, I, I don't use the, t- I specifically use my words carefully because I don't just say the exclusion of women right. because there's men excluded from the role. Right. Correct. Um, and that's why I, like, I, I like that we go through the qualifications because to be an elder, you have to be a called and qualified man, right. not just a man. So there are right. many that are excluded from given that from being given that role or given that title. Um, so I think that's 
that's the difficult part that people wrestle with is is wh- why are people excluded from that role um and that might seem like an obvious question or there might be an obvious answer to that on its face but that's a question that i think especially in our culture we wrestle with is that part of god's design is the exclusion for a good reason i think for the protection right. of his church um but some of the questions that we got is um if elders are male roles only can women be pastors and again this is where the language thing is tricky because if we're using that term interchangeably of pastor elder overseer but only men can be pastor elder overseer <laughs> everything gets tricky <laughs> so so to that question can women be a pastor go ahead rick you threw it to me last time i'm throwing it to you oh captain uh, my captain uh, come thanks. on um the, I would, I would, uh, let me, let me approach that question um, maybe from distance first. The difficult thing, I think, is that in our culture, when we hear the word pastor, we think a vo- that means a vocational staff person at a church, um, that, that that's their role and right. function. That's not, that's not true in Scripture. Um in Scripture, that word shepherd that can be translated pastor means somebody who shepherds the flock, that, that takes care of the spiritual needs of the people that they're, that they're entrusted to. Um, can women shepherd people in the church? The answer to that is absolutely true. Yeah. I, I mean, at, at North Point, we have, we have women life group leaders. We have, we have women serving in all kinds of areas. We have w- women on staff that, that shepherd people within the church. They, they care um, tremendously, they invest their lives in helping others, men and women, grow into the likeness of Jesus. And so um, th- that's not, that's, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's a struggle at all. One of the questions I think that has come in um, that, that I don't know that we've addressed directly is, okay, what can women do? You know, th- there's these limitations. Um, I thought Jake said it great yesterday in that the only the only role biblically that that there's clarity to say no this is a male role is the is that's the role of of elder everything else is is kind of on the table under the oversight under the leadership under the guidance of the team of elders for a church um and at north point we've we've said man the the field is wide open so we have women on staff who shepherd people um in their areas of ministry and do it incredibly um, there, are, there are women who are not on staff who are shepherding other women in lots of areas, and, and men as well, in their areas of ministry, and, and the body is stronger for that. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I, I think uh, one of the other questions that came in, Jake, and I'll pass it over to you with this, was in the Old Testament, um, you have people like Deborah, that's a judge. She's in, she's in a leadership role, and is that... <laughs> So basically, the question would be: Well, if if there's women doing that, why are women excluded from this from this very specific role mm-hmm. uh, in the church? And I think, uh, not to steal your thunder, but to kick it over to you, I, I, for me, it goes back to that phrase that we've always been going back to: If God is my desire, I can trust His design, and God's outlined a design. And do I desire Him enough to trust, even if it doesn't make sense to me, right. why someone would be excluded from that role? And again, not just women. But there's men that are excluded right. from that role as well. Right. I think you hit the nail on the head with that, Mark. And it really is coming down to recognizing um, sovereignty of God, mm. that God is the one who's in control. And so when he sets up the plan, it's not because it's uh, necessarily preferential, Yep. but because it's what's best. Right. It's what's best. His design is what's 
best and we struggle with that right like right. like even as little kids coming up I, I have my wonderful two-year-old daughter who does not always trust the design that we have <laughs> for for dinner or for bedtime or for whatever but but we recognize Vegetables. oh man like i said she got <laughs> sick at disney world right so like we recognize she needs healthy food and rest to, to function to do well in life and so yeah. i think god sets up this design in the church because he recognizes it's what's healthy and allows us to function at, at the best capacity. Like, and that's yep. how he created it, to, created it to be. I think you look at somebody like Deborah as a judge and look at that and go, man, I, you can be encouraged, as Rick said before. Man, he said not only is it, is it true for women that can, can do this, yep. but, man, I think it's necessary. And I think, I think we would all agree with yes. that. It, it's not just true, but it is necessary. And I think yep. Deborah points to that. And there's countless women <coughs> in the Bible right. um, that further the gospel further that calling because God has placed that on all of us as right. Christ followers to be able to do and to be obedient. Um, and I think that's just a great example of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, to, to go deeper into that example of old Testament, uh, um, women in leadership, the cool thing about God is that we know that God doesn't change. So God's right. design doesn't change just right. because something happens. Yeah. And so when you look at the old Testament, you can find women in every known leadership role, except the priest. Right. So you have women judges, queens, uh, worship leaders, mm -hmm. prophets. You have all these examples of women in those roles. But for some reason, because of God's design, they aren't put into the priest role. And in the New Testament, the, the early church set up, they're not put into that elder role. So you can see that consistency of God's design. Right being fleshed out. Well, um, let me let me talk. Uh, there's something on my mind that I was thinking about about the the list that's there in Timothy and Titus about um, uh, qualifications for an elder. It's really easy for us in our humanity to make that a checkoff list mm. and to say, oh, yep, check, 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 check. Oh, no, 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 they're not qualified because of this particular reason. And uh, and that that checkoff mindset is really um, kind of pharisaical. It's mm -hmm. it's it's that that was the heart of the Pharisees. Oh yeah, we can do this, can't do that, that kind of thing. I think it's I think it's more helpful to look at those lists and to say, what was God saying mm -hmm. uh, um, about the person who functions in that in that role? What do they need to have? So, I, I just think it's really interesting in there that it says that they that an elder needs to have a good reputation among outsiders. Yeah. Um, that you can be great in the church, but if everybody that you do business with says, mm, yeah, I, don't, I don't like that guy, he's not trustworthy, whatever, that, yeah. that, that, that would say, that's a red flag. I think it's really interesting in, in that list that, um, that Paul says that, um, that, that they're not, um, that they're, well, that they should be hospitable. Hmm. Uh, and I've, I've talked about that in, in several messages. It's just so interesting to me that that an elder should be hospitable. Yep. And why is that? And that and that, that would st stand the test of time, that we're not just talking about in the first century when people are traveling through. Mm -hmm. In 2022, we need to be hospitable. Right. Why is that? I think because it reflects a, um, a spirit of, selflessness yeah. you know that it allows people in to see you authentically yep. and um and to see who you really are all that good stuff it's really easy to look at one item and and say oh, that stinks <laughs> um but but instead to look at what it is that god is kind of 
uh, mapping out for the kind of person who should function in that role. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, I want to rest in this this question of women in leadership for one more question, so that we can. Uh, we got a lot of questions that came in specifically around that subject, and, and one of, a, a few of the questions that came in circled around the idea of is North Point doing a good enough job? Yeah. <laughs> Do we have room to improve? Um, are th- is there encouragement that we can give? And so that's a question that I, I think we can always wrestle with, and I'm probably stealing thunder, but we can wrestle with that in every area of ministry. Are we right. doing enough? Are we doing a good enough job? Is there room to improve? Um, but specifically with this, because we just talked about it, um, when it comes to women in leadership at North Point, is there room to grow? Is there encouragement that we can give to women in that area? Um, and again, I toss that out. <laughs> You preach. Now, you, now you're talking <laughs> this back to me. That's how that works. Yeah. Um, man, is there room to grow? The answer is always going to be yes. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, we're always going to be evaluating and looking to see. So are there things that we can get better at? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I hope we're striving to do that more. Um, I think we have. Like, in my time here, I feel like I've seen uh, growth. And I think we have just amazing women doing incredible yeah. things, um, you know, and I have no problem saying, uh, looking at Jamie's impact that she's had and the growth that she's had on her teams and uh, the things that she's gotten to be able to do. Look right. at Hope and her ability to uh, take her mission and vision and calling for, for children's and families and to pour that out on a team of volunteers that is incredibly bought into that. Yeah. And right. the leadership development that's a part of that, uh, man, that's incredible. Right. That's incredible to be able to do. And so we want to pour in hope to be able to do that more. Uh, I look at Amy and the relationship she has outside in the community. If there's ever a question at any point in time of like, hey, we want to do something outside or, or this or that, or we want to know about something like Amy's the absolute perfect person to go because she has such good connections right. um, and her desire to just equip and send out people in the church to go serve right. and take that initiative. You know, that it yep. doesn't have to be just serving in North Point, but Amy's really focused on on getting people outside the walls to do stuff um, and her ability uh, to connect with missionaries. And I feel like we do a phenomenal job yep. of loving our missionaries, trying yep. to authentically help out real needs um, and be prayerful and, and to elevate that. And, man, that roots with Amy all the time, bringing that to, bringing that to the table. So, um, and, and not to mention we have uh, Sylvia, who's learning right now on staff, and yep. it's just so stinking fun to have around, uh, even though she may or may not have decorated my office in Spartan stuff last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we called that out. Your <laughs> sins will find you oh, out. Oh, man. <laughs> right. Uh, and then Janet, who is, uh, I mean, Janet knows She's everybody, and not yeah. just North Point, but literally everybody. I think yeah. Janet knows everybody. Facebook calls her for references, right? <laughs> um, like she's got it down <laughs> and, and connected and is able to pull in uh, resources and has a heart when people come in and have yep. needs that is just incredible. Um, so are there areas that we can improve? Absolutely. Um, and I think we are open to figuring out what that is, yep. right? There's an open door policy to be able to come in and have those conversations. I know um, as staff and I know elders um, have researched and looked at ways specifically for women yep. um, in leadership and how can we help elevate women in leadership. And I think that's incredibly encouraging um, to recognize um, as an eldership that is all male, right? Yeah. What are the steps? What are the blind spots? What are the things we're yep. not recognizing? And right. I love that our elders are already doing that. And I hope it's making a difference. Yeah, yeah I, I, w- I would say from my end, um, oh, there's the red light. <laughs> uh, I, I would say from my end, uh, in 2000, maybe 1999, I, or 1999, <laughs> woo, just lost 20 years. <laughs> Way back. Two, 2019, I read a book called Developing Women Leaders developing women leadership something i can't remember like katie cole and 
and it really challenged me as a leader to think I have I've always thought about investing in um, in male staff and I hadn't really thought through um, what I can do to help do that with with women on staff with women in the church and it it was it was very challenging to me in a really really healthy way because it made me think good night we've got we have some people some some women with incredible leadership gifts mm. yeah and and to not mobilize them in the context of the church to say oh you can go lead at Michigan State you can go lead in the community you can go lead in business mm, but not in the church that's just a miss um, uh, uh, it's it's not using the the abilities that that yeah. God has given and cultivated in um, in a number of people, and so um, it is messy. You know, it's yeah. I, I'm I'm old, and I grew up when when like it was an issue for whether a woman could um, lead singing without ever saying anything, whether she could stand in front of the church. Yeah. Um, you know that. As long as she's wearing a dress, it's probably fine. <laughs> that was the <laughs> and as long as that she was said, "Oh, pastor, my pastor." That's, <laughs> yes, yeah, that was um, the guiding philosophy. Yeah, right. I, I do want to say, Rick, though, like uh, part of what I was talking about was women on that are on staff. Yeah, but we have incredible women in our church that are not staff members. Right, right. That have empowered to do phenomenal things. Right. Um, across all things, from Global Leadership Summit right. and, and being a part of that yep. to some of the community stuff. I mean, this project we're doing for this uh, Christmas. And being able to do this walkthrough display, we've had incredible people, and especially women, that this would not happen without right. them yep. at all. Right, and it's directly because of the influence of men and women, but specifically some of these women, that this is going right. to pull off and be so great. Yeah, and I, th I think that goes back to what you talked about earlier that the having male leadership in the elder role, title, function, however you want to put that, um, should lead to a necessary encouragement of putting and placing women wherever their gifts allow them to be to not and, exclude and not just women men too right yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah. not have the exclusion be for any of those um imbued characteristics but to put people where god wants them where right. god has gifted them where god wants to have them placed so we can be the body i was just gonna yeah, say the body right. of christ is not <laughs> the body if it's just male or yeah. just female right in in any of those ministries um yeah but yeah uh, the last question, and then I'll toss it to you guys if there's if there's stuff that you want to finish on. Um, it's kind of circling back to this idea of, of how do you become an elder. Um, and I think in our culture, we kind of have this philosophy or this, this again, this baggage. Maybe this is just the baggage that I bring. That to be an elder, you have to have a degree. You have to be working in the church, in ministry. You have to have experience in doing that. Is that true is that just baggage that we bring to it is that is that tradition that we bring to it that you have to have your master of divinity from the uh school that aligns with the church that you're in is that what we look for when we're looking for an elder at north point well i'm not an elder and rick's the only one in here who is so i'm just gonna <laughs> let him answer that right because he obviously knows uh, um you know it's funny again when i was growing up um not so much a degree prepared you to be an elder um when i was growing up it was okay you come in you become a follower of jesus you're baptized you're serving in the church and after a few years they say oh would you help in the parking lot and or would you help on the finance team and then you do that for a few years and they say oh we think that we'd like for you to be one of the deacons and we want you to be the deacon in charge of this and and they do that for a few years and then they say oh you've been great as a deacon 
Now we want you to be an elder. And there was this kind of development. Uh, it was like, you know, you went from the minor leagues to the major leagues in terms of church <laughs> leadership. Um, and I don't think I don't think that there's any of that sense um, in the New Testament. I, I think that there's clearly when, when you look um, at Stephen, the first martyr, yeah. um, he's a deacon. And man, he is on fire in terms of his ability to communicate yep. um, and communicate truth, communicate the gospel. Um, why was he a deacon and not and not one of the apostles? Why was he a deacon and not an elder? Um, it was because that was the function, that was the role that he was called to, and what was needed in the church at that point in time. Yeah. So um, the the bottom line is in all of the um, in all of the qualifications that are there in Timothy and Titus that it it really like Jake said in the in the message it's all about character it's it's all about allowing Jesus into every corner of your life to do his work to be faithful to him and in that faithfulness if the church then says yeah um, we would love to ha- oh, we need you to serve in this role and and again to go back to even in the midst of that the aspiration to say yeah if 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 I could serve in this in this area, I'd I'd love to. That's a cool thing. Yeah. Anything to add, Jake? No. <laughs> no. That, oh, pastor, that, my pastor's that's got covered it. it. He's got <laughs> it. <laughs> that's covered it. Man. Yeah. Well, I think I think in all areas, like we said, with women in leadership, with elders that were like to to know and acknowledge that we have room to improve is a good thing in a Christian yeah. life. Yeah. Like in a, in our own personal lives as followers of Jesus. There is room to improve right. until the final day. Right, right. Like so, that's that's a normal thing for the life of a Christian, and so uh, that's what I appreciate is it, with the questions coming in, with the heart that I know North Point has for the elders, um, is the desire to continue to be the body of Christ in that process of that five dollar word of sanctification of being made to look more like Jesus on my own as an individual follower of Jesus and within the body of Christ, um, within the body of North Point Church. Anything else to add? Yeah, I was actually curious on one thing, Rick. As an elder, um, I was looking at the elder team, and I recognize that there are uh, one Buckeye fan, there's Spartan fans, but I don't think there's a Michigan fan on the elder team. That probably says, no, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. go there. Just put it right there. Not going to go there, huh? No. <laughs> uh, that's a qualification. It's in the, it's in the, it's one of the, one of those translations of first Timothy. It's, it's in the amplified version. I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to cause pain for my brothers and <laughs> my brothers in Christ who are. That's okay. UM fans. Pain, um, pain will come on Saturday. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, I do want to say, I, um, I, uh, we talked a little bit about this ahead of time. The, um, there's a there's a uh, question for why I don't like pastor the oh, title yes. pastor. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, th- uh, in terms of my training growing up, one of the things that was that was really kind of foundational in, in terms of wh- how we looked at scripture was it was this sense that um, that there is no division between uh, clergy and lady. There's no no separation between staff people and non-staff people in the body of Christ. It's not like, oh, the staff people, they're really spiritual and everybody else is just kind of fighting to survive. And as a part of that, in in reading through the Gospels, in Luke 14 especially, when when Jesus says, man, you religious leaders who get all 
who get all excited about the titles that you have and the recognition when when people say, "Oh, there goes the pastor," mm. um, and it and it becomes an issue of pride. I I don't want that, and so yeah. I don't um, I don't the the reason that I have really just not like being called Pastor Rick. Um, if you want to call me that, that's fine. It won't it won't bother me. It won't hurt me. Is I don't I don't want in me to get attached to oh I'm somebody special because I'm the pastor. Yeah. Um, God calls us all to minister. The the you know the priesthood of all believers. All my function is all Jake's function. All Mark's function is is to equip the body to do the work of ministry. Yeah. We're all called to do the work of ministry. It's it just happens that I'm the old guy, and um, I, I um, and and God has put me in this role in this yeah. function, um, and it has a title, but I don't want the title to get in the way, yeah. and um, and I don't want it to to um, send me off track. Yeah. if that makes any sense. So that's that's why if you want to call me that. Jake. Yeah, my um, da- my daughter's still gonna refer to you as Passa Rick. Passa Rick <laughs> all the time. Um, but but that's why. Yeah. Well, I think I mean uh, maybe I'm speaking out of turn or, or revealing some of our behind the scenes secrets. But I know we as a team at North Point are intentional about not even entering into the realm of that celebrity pastor type thing of like, oh, well, Rick's not preaching. I don't even want to go to church today. Like, ugh, that's not like we don't want to have that thought or yeah. desire because it's not just Pastor Rick's church right right um north point serves the community north point has a a body of elders and a staff that serves the church and so if it just becomes like well if if jake's not preaching i don't want to be there or if chris is preaching then i definitely want to be there and it's okay to have that kind of desire of of supporting that person but when it comes to that point of essentially i mean if we're being honest being an idol right for you guys, that's the desire of our hearts to avoid that, and it helps us avoid the desire of Rick getting puffed up. That oh, now I'm referred to as Pastor Rick. Like yeah. that's a good thing. And uh, and again, with the with the curtain pulled back, <laughs> I would say I, I don't know if you think this, Jake. You can talk too. But having a teaching team and not having to speak every week allows me to get a fresh sense of what God wants me to say when yeah. I am speaking where it becomes really easy if you're speaking every week all the time to to let it be more about you and mm-hmm. your um and your skill in terms of being a- able to be eloquent or to be able to speak right and 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 you lose God in in that process and there is some I I've said it's just really really healthy for me um to have Jake and Chris preaching as much as they do yeah. um Anything? Yeah, you know, for me, I think the ability that we teach as a team um, keeps it from being my show or, or my perspective on everything right. because I'm we're, we're in everything. Like, there's not a right. talk that we do that it's not collaborative in right. some capacity to be able to do. And so, when I'm gleaning ideas from you, or when I'm challenged a little more from Chris, or whatever it may be, to dive in a little bit more. Um, it elevates m- my understanding. It elevates right. me to be better. Um, and there's accountability to that, right. too. You know, I know we're going to analyze and we're going to talk in a loving manner, but there is that room to be able to come in and say, hey, you said this or ah, you're thinking this and have you thought this way? And, and that's great. That only builds us up as a right. church to get better. Um, and I think the elders were wise enough to put that in place as guardians of the word of God. And I think right. that's great. I love yep. that. Yep. Awesome. Well, we've covered it. 
We never have to talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this works, right? Yeah. <laughs> Until life group. <laughs> yeah. Until life group. Yes. Well, thank you uh, so much for submitting questions. Yeah. We love, love diving into this more, interacting with you guys in that way. Continue the interaction. Continue the conversation. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Do all that good social media stuff. Uh, this is just a blast to continue to dive in uh, deeper with this. So we're excited. Um, and other than that, we'll see you next week. 11 in the books.